Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV. The destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey there, Doctor Who fans! That's right, it's time for the Doctor Who finale here at AfterBuzz TV for the After Show. Whoa! That is an episode that we have to talk about. All right, guys, well, I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you can tweet at me throughout the week, throughout the show, at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. I love hearing your guys' opinions, especially on this topic. I think I'm going to need some help figuring out how I feel. So let's introduce my co-host who are going to help me with that, starting with Tari Miller. I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's D-A-R-I-J-A-Y. <laughs> Hi, I'm Yelteagle. Yel you can find me on Twitter at Yelteagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Okay. All right. Um, let's... I just want to get your, your overall reactions <laughs> first, because... Um, and I'll kick us off so you guys have a moment to prepare. Okay. okay. Um, I honestly, at the end of this episode, and I've watched it twice now, I don't know if I liked it or didn't like it. I, I can honestly say that I don't know if it was good. I don't know if it was bad. I am so conflicted on how I feel about this episode that I'm really hoping to figure that out tonight. So I'm hoping that you guys in the chat roll and that my two co-hosts can really help me figure out what I'm supposed to feel right now because I don't know. It had some really great moments, some really like like Doctor Who moments of like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is why I love this show. <laughs> and other moments of like, what is happening right now? Right. This doesn't make sense. And both of those things happening at once is very confusing. Yeah. to my, Like emotionally confusing. Yeah. No, yeah, I got you. Um, so what did you guys think? Um, Whoever wants to start. I mean, Sorry. I'll start. Uh, I know that feeling well. That's how I felt at the end of the last season of uh, True Detective. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, but I, I will be the first one to say that, like, I guess I wasn't a fan. Um, okay. Mostly because I felt like I was, I was robbed yet again of, uh, of a, a companion death, which makes me sad. Like, and I get, I get, I guess I get why they would not, like, they'd let her live on and all that stuff. But, like, I just, I felt like they were trying to do a lot of things. And there were a lot of themes that they were trying to hit. But overall, like, I don't feel like they hit any of them and just kind of left you, uh, in the, they left you in the middle of nowhere. 
which is not where you want to be at the end of a season. You want to feel like you've accomplished something. You want to feel like you've you've gone to a different place than you started. But I feel like everything that has ever happened in the history of our our time with Clark has just been erased, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, it almost it does. It sort of feels like this episode was half baked. Mm-hmm. Um, like you had some really good ingredients. It was going to be an amazing cake at the end of the day, and you took it out of the oven too early, and so you wound up with something that's really cool, but not what the finished product was supposed to be. It's right. really funny to use that metaphor, especially because of Souffle Girl. Yeah. And her whole... Like, oh, I should have said Souffle. But no, but like her whole point was it's not the Souffle that matters. You know, like, it doesn't matter how it comes out. It matters what goes in. Um, a souffle is not the souffle. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, Cyrus the Buck in the in the chat, I think, says what I feel most, and I agree, is I liked it overall, but only when I'm not thinking about it too hard. Mm, right? Fair. Like, there are a lot of parts that I'm like, yeah, I liked this, I liked that. Um, and then there are parts that I don't like, but there are parts that I, I shouldn't like, and I like it because I, I think it can go somewhere cool. But I'm a pessimist at heart, and I go, it's not going to go somewhere cool. Like, for example, yeah. me and Clara, like, yeah, spinoff, but we're like, that's not where it's going. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. And and the idea of, um, the idea of uh, what did I was telling you earlier. Yeah. I feel like because they are off doing what they're doing, we could get a like at the end of turn left after turn left where um, Rose comes back and then. Jack comes back and we have this whole extravaganza with the Dr. Don and everyone's there. Jackie's there, you know? Um, I feel like that's... We could do that, but we're not going to. Right. Um, I mean, I would disagree. I think that you absolutely will get that. It's just a question of when. You think they will come back? Um, yes, and I'll get into my reasons okay. for why later. Um, the other thing I just wanted to say is this whole season... We have talked a lot about how death has no consequences. Yep. And finally, death did. And again, it didn't. Yes. And Um, you had a really great theory about the Time Lords coming back because they're angry at the Doctor for how he's like, you aren't letting people die. Great theory. (laughs) I want to see that. Well, that's more or less what's happening here. I disagree. They didn't... They didn't... Especially because of the way that it ended. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Well. let's... let's yeah. Let's dig into this episode. Let's really break it down because okay. there is so much... This is an extra long episode. Yeah. So there's a ton of stuff to go over. So let's talk about the specifics. Um, and just let's start with the Doctor and the Time Lords. Um, <laughs> okay. I so I had very silly questions watching this. I told you guys that for whatever reason, my first questions watching this was: Do you think the president, when he was a kid and chose his name, went, "I'm going to be the president"? You know, because the doctor is the doctor, right. the master is the master. I'm going to be the president. So, so their overall, t- like their overseers, known as Lord, and then so it's just adding on. So he's Lord President, right? So he would be Lord pres- Doctor, yeah, or Lord Master, right? Like, yeah. That's it. Just crossed my mind. I was like, I wonder that. I'm sure that's not it. But like, what if it is? <laughs> it's an ambitious, ambitious child. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, that thought just was something that occurred to me while watching, and I feel like is 
a, a like that's my parallel to what this episode is like. You know what I mean? Like you can ask a silly question like that. That's what this episode was. A silly question. All right. Um <laughs> well, like when we come when we come in, the doctor is he instead of going directly to the city, yeah. he goes to the barn. Um and I saw an interview I I can't remember if it was Moffat or someone that like they didn't say they're like it's not officially that barn but it is right um they're like apparently they're like not officially confirming for whatever that it's that like it's which barn that it's the barn from the 50th <clears throat> that the war doctor went to and then it is very clearly the barn from listen okay um so we're no longer tying the, that all together i i think we are they were just being coy but we- and we were talking about this a little bit uh, off camera, but uh, or I guess off was it mic. my question of my soup? No, it w- well, <laughs> sort of. Uh, but I thought, and I could be wrong, but I thought that the barn he went to for the fiftieth for the moment was on a different planet, um, like just adjacent to Gallifrey. Mostly because I didn't believe that he, like, if he, if at that moment he pressed the button and it blew up uh, the planet that he was on, we wouldn't have a series. Mm. That's a fair point um, that I hadn't thought about and all those, but like they make it look like the same barn, right? Um, maybe it sets things in motion in a certain way. I mean, we know the moment is complicated, <laughs> right? Um, I think the idea is because of how the moment reacts. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it happened the first time, it like took him off the planet, right? Because the the punishment was his survival. Right. That was the thing. I think he was his intention was to go down with the ship. Right. Right. Uh, but the moment wouldn't let him. So regardless of whether or not he pushed the button or did what happened in the fiftieth, mm-hmm. his his punishment for using the moment was survival. Got it. Um, so the, t- the the moment had the ability because of its powers. Yeah. To move him off planet. Then let me ask you my soup question because I want the chat roll to answer. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> He goes over to the barn, go, goes inside, and meets, like, his old nanny. Sure, the woman who took care of him. Yeah. Somebody said that she was the same woman from the end of time on Twitter. I didn't, the, like, I wasn't the, able to confirm the, that. The the crying, the weeping angel woman? Yeah. Because there's a great theory about her and the, the that woman and the weeping angel on Tumblr. Um, but <laughs> I don't think it's the same woman, um, just based on hair. But um, Okay. No, because this woman's hair is curly, right? Like real curls. Yeah, but it's been. Yeah, but it's like the it, the type of straight hair that woman had, the type of curly hair this woman had, isn't really difficult to achieve. Uh, anyway, my question is the soup. So <laughs> this this barn is one room. Yes, there's a door. There might be a second door, but it's it's one room. Where does she make the soup? Come on, yell! She have a whole dimension in the closet. There were no closets. <laughs> That's the thing. It doesn't even have to look like a closet. It could literally be a door with three inches, and you open it, and there's a whole dimension in there. But that's what I'm saying. I didn't see doors other than the one outside. I'm just asking where the soup comes from. Chameleon circuit. Yeah, it doesn't look like a door, but it's a door. It's a fair question. And a a hat. Sorry, that and the president. People were real upset with me about the president thing. Um, I just looked up on IMDb, by the way. Um, It's not the same person as the woman. Told you. Okay. Um, that char- that actress at least did not appear in this episode. Okay, according to IMDb. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, where was Timothy Dalton, guys? I thought that was interesting when we meet the when we meet the president. I was like, he's still working. Because yeah, it's the same character. Yeah. People um, are telling me to just accept the soup. Accept the soup. Um, well, I, I did That's love with the soup. Um, did you guys notice that when the uh, the ship says, put down, put your, down weapons. your weapons and walk away, and he drops the spoon. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. Of course, a, a, a reference to uh, the Robots of Sherwood episode, yeah. mm-hmm. um, where the spoon is all the weapon he needs. Yeah. I, I, I cracked up. Oh, yeah, um, this episode has a ton of little Easter eggs yeah. um, that are in there. Um, partially, I think because Moffat thought um he said that he said at one point he thought this was going to be his last episode for when he wrote it oh really like like he was leaving or the show was like he was leaving Hmm. um there was a time that he said that i guess his contract just wasn't renewed Mm -hmm. and he is coming back i know he's not leaving the series but i he said that when he was writing it um he was under the impression that it might be his last episode yeah um yeah. But so, so those are the Easter eggs, and I'll point some out. I have a, I have a small list of them, sure. or at least the ones I could catch. Oh, yeah. cool! Um, I love Easter eggs. So, but so as like think that we get this firing squad thing and the president. Yeah, and so the president in this episode, like we got the whole thing with the sisters of Karn. It's like he doesn't he doesn't want revenge against Gallifrey, just you. Yeah, he doesn't blame them. Um, what do you guys think of, of President Rosal- Lord President uh, Rosalon? Razalon? I think it's Razalon. Razalon the Redeemer. Razalon the Resurrected. (laughs) Lord President, with respect, get off his planet. Yeah. Uh, I think he's mean. I think he's a poop head. (laughs) I think he was the child who chose to name himself the President. That's what I think. Uh, Um, To clarify in the chat roll, I was talking about Moffat, not Cabaldi. Yeah, yeah. And... Just to be clear, neither one is leaving. Yeah, no one's leaving. Yeah. It was just it was well, uh, a Clara left <laughs> for now, as far as you know. <laughs> this season, um, <laughs> but I mean, I thought that uh, I thought that the president was really full of himself for someone who one had to be saved from the doctor in the first place, uh, like, and and two, like he had just imprisoned this guy for billions and billions of years, and he had the arrogance to try to have him. Killed him like just off, off the, off hand, off the cuff, whatever. Yeah. Um. Like what? What an arrogant. Yeah, poop. we're we clearly are supposed to hate this person, right? Um. And they make us hate him really quick. Yeah. Um, but it was I. I liked him I, as a character. I right. liked him. Um. I thought he was effective, and it was it was really a good way. I thought the way that they handled the the Lord President Razalon and the High Council. <laughs> um to get rid of them mm-hmm. as they because those two entities are the old guard of like basically of classic who they're such the big parts of classic doctor who that modern fans who have never delved into that stuff have no concept of right and it was all if you when you bring gallifrey back that was always going to be a struggle um Someone in the chat room says uh, Rosalind, Ro- whatever his name is, Lord President, uh, was right. the founder of the modern Time Lords. Okay. What do you mean by modern Time Lords? Um, that he, somebody, oh, somebody. I said think the it. word modern is only confusing because we use it to talk about modern right. who. Um, he's an ancient Time Lord who supposedly discovered the secret of immortality. Oh yeah, he mm-hmm. was he is was he immortal one? at one point, yeah. um, and like. 
used it as a punishment. And, and so, um, yeah. Sorry, go on. Those are just I'm just reading comments that you guys are saying. Yeah, that make um, sense. But uh, so basically, I think that part of why they had to get rid of them was this is the old guard, mm-hmm. and new fans are going to be confused by this. There's just too much to set up for fans that aren't re- that don't recognize it because not every fan is the type that's going to spend an hour a week talking about it in right. a podcast studio. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fan is that? Um, and you, but you need to be make it accessible for them as right. well. Um, and also, those headdresses look freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I really it's like true. them. Um, they're <laughs> they're they're fun in a in a weird way. Like they're fun in like a like a guys. 80s sci-fi, 60s yeah, sci-fi, exactly. 70s but that sci-fi. doesn't work with with modern Who. I like right. it. Um, it worked in that in this episode but there's a reason he sent them away is that like literally he's sending the way I interpret it he's literally sending away all of the old Doctor Who looks like no more High Council so whatever takes their place will not have ridiculous headdresses and they can just write and they can write the how Gallifrey functions Mm -hmm. how they dress everything about new Gallifrey is up to the writers and I think that that is a great move in terms of writing and just giving them the options that they need to do this show with a new dynamic because mm. it will absolutely have a new dynamic next season with the Time Lords in play. Yeah. Um, with that in mind, now they have more freedom. They don't have to lean on classic who right. rules as much. They can. This episode let them build it as they as they will see fit. Yeah. And from an in-story standpoint, like, it's also, one, the Doctor's revenge because, I mean, they essentially put him through hell. But also, I mean, essentially, these are the people who uh, instigated the Time War. They, at one point, sent him, the Doctor, to to assassinate Davros and, and, and the Daleks mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, I mean, they're not they're not the greatest leaders. And so if he's going to take over Gallifrey it needs to it needed to be a changing of the guard because what was happening wasn't working yeah absolutely um and I think that's the big thing that's another one of the big reveals is that they knew about the time war for years beforehand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sort of let it happen in a way um it was I think it was inevitable is sort of what the conclusion was but they knew it was coming which is a which is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you can prepare, and the Time Lords were going to lose. They were going to lose the Time War if the Doctor hadn't acted. Right. Yeah, um, and that's why you have so many people on the planet. Like <laughs> at the snap of his fingers, they just show up. Yeah. Like, how the, did they get there, and where did they come from? Who? The people who showed up. To watch him eat soup. Oh, those those people. I imagine the um, they walked the the nanny, for lack of a better word, told like told them, brought them. We don't know how long was that 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 he was there before she got the soup. Yeah, and time is relative. And that kid yeah. uh, that he sent in the last episode could could have also been like, "Hey, you, you're important. The doctor's back," and just gathered a whole bunch of townsfolk instead of actually going into the main city and telling <laughs> the people. Or he's like running through. There's like a town in between where the doctor was and the city, yeah. and he's like, "The doctor is back. The doctor <laughs> is back." It's like Paul Revere. Yeah. yeah. Um, just another question about this. <laughs> 
I just have a lot of questions. This episode really brought up a lot of no, please, silly please. questions. Yeah. Um, so when we see Gallifrey, we mostly see this one city, right? I wonder, because I'm not familiar with uh, Classic Who, do we see other cities on Gallifrey? Well, we didn't there... see any, but I'm pretty sure there are a few. Does Gallifrey At only have maybe one continent that has like five different cities and then itty bitty towns or villages or just random farmhouses? I am not up them? on my Gallifreyan geography. I'd yeah. like to see a map. Uh, <laughs> it's just a big circle. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have to work on that. But I they just... do say the dry lands, which sort of implies desert. Desert and like who knows how far it is. How far it is. Like, new new right. question. Um, he lives in a farmhouse. But it's a dry. It's like a dry land, like a desert. What do they farm? We also Moisture. don't really have <laughs> just like. <Luke's> <laughs> <laughs> um, I also am not up on my uh, Gallifreyan agriculture. Uh, agriculture. Okay. So just we'll have to work on that. We need uh, <laughs> we need the the Gallifreyan farmers almanac. That'd be great. I really. just have some questions. I'm sorry. You know who we need on the show? Alan. Alan would know the answers. Yeah, probably. I'm going to write him a list. Someone take note of this. So, as, uh, like, uh, once he takes over for everything, basically his first act as Lord President, Mm -hmm. Lord President Doctor, it's a very confusing uh, title. I told you, Lord Lord President Doctor. Basil, for short. (laughs) Basil. Um, His first move is to unfreeze or freeze Clara and bring her out. Yeah. Like, I thought this was a cool effect. I liked the, like, co- TV color thing they did. So um, I was watching it. I was telling Tari. It looked like, you know, when, like, movies go into 3D? Yeah. I was like, this episode is in 3D and no one told me to get 3D glasses? <laughs> what the heck? Uh, I was furious. <laughs> I was like, if the rest of the episode's in 3D and looks like this, I'm going to be so mad. Because <laughs> it went right to commercial break after it that. It did sort of right. look like that. Like, either your TV was malfunctioning. But I, I thought it was a good effect. Because, like, oh, yeah. life is malfunctioning. Yes. Yeah. I love, once it was revealed, loved it. But at that moment, I got very angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, he pulls her out. And this was, this was the big thing in, like... The big dilemma of the episode is the doctor basically went through all of the four and a half billion years in the confession dial Mm -hmm. in order to get to this to save Clara. That was his motivation. What did you guys think of that that choice? I mean, in terms of writing, not in terms of the doctor. In terms of writing... Um, it really frustrates me. It reminds me of the last two times we almost <laughs> lost her. Like, I was really excited about the death. Not that, like, I was excited to lose her, but I was excited that we had a death because, as I've said, death has, seems inconsequential. I was excited um, to see him mourn. That's an, a different side of this doctor that we haven't really seen. Yep. Um, I was ready for change. And then when he brought her back, I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can understand that. I wanted the Gallifreyans to kill her. I wanted them to kill her. I to force not, her back into her proper time stream. Or just kill her on Gallifrey. <laughs> like, I just wanted 
that death to be to have happened. You're right. Pulling her out was uh, felt like enough of a like already too much of a cheat. Yeah. Um, The biggest flaw with this with this decision was for me that it stepped on. It made Face the Raven was not a perfect episode. Mm But it was a good episode. Yeah. It was a solid episode at the very bare minimum. And I thought it was good. And I thought, like, going back after a little while might even be a great episode to go back to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But with this knowledge, that episode is dumb. (laughs) That episode is useless. I have no interest in ever watching it again. Yeah. Um, except maybe the last five minutes if I'm going to rewatch these two past two episodes in a, like, in a row. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, yeah, you yelled, nailed it on the head. It took all meaning out of her death, um, and it it ruined the um, as whatever. What did you say before the, the, that he was mourning her? Well, right. the, it was that was mourning it, just, and it just took all the consequences. Yes, death. So far this season, right? We've every a lot of the people that have died, uh, he's brought back. Um, and then especially, he made the hybrid, which then led us to, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, this, everyone in the chat was saying that it was confusing, um, it was unimportant, it was pointless, it, um, you guys had other words that were great, that it was useless. Yeah. And and the chat roll is saying, um, she still dies and face the raven, she'll meet her fate eventually, um, we will, we'll see, we see her die, we know she goes back, and that's true, but... Death does not wait for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about death is it's not supposed to be at a moment that you choose. This was a this death had meaning right. mm-hmm. because Clara didn't get to go on all those adventures. Mm-hmm. Clara didn't get to travel with me in a in a TARDIS of her own. She didn't get to help the doctor on Gallifrey. Not getting to do all those things is what death does. Right. Death deprives you of things, and so when you rework the world. Mm-hmm and let yourself do those things, what is the point of it? She might as well have died at 100 years old in a regular time on Earth. She's going to have more life with this version of her story than if she had just lived into old age. Yeah. And it also, for me, I guess, the the part about it that is, I guess from a logic standpoint, is that if she goes on an adventure and she dies... I mean, because I assume that her the body that she's in isn't immortal. Then it, will the will the universe rip itself apart because she can never go back to that point where she's supposed to die? Potentially, potentially, uh, she is a a uh, a time traveling potential bomb. Yeah, for the universe. And I think that like the for me, it's not that it's not that she didn't die. It's that we don't get to see the consequences of that play out. If if we got to see if that happened at the beginning of the season and we got to see her interacting with the doctor and that he's like you have to go back to your body eventually and struggling with that concept of having to lose his friend but not wanting to take her back okay cool or also having to feel like he has to protect her so that she can go back to that moment and having her be that that time bomb I feel like is a more intriguing thing than him essentially bringing her back to life and then her willy-nilly deciding not to go and fulfill her destiny, which she was very fine to do before this episode. 
I, I agree with you. I would have loved that season. Sounds fascinating. Right. Especially because he'd have to protect her because the universe would fall apart. Yeah. But have we idea... done this at the beginning of the yeah. season? That would, you're right. That would have been a fascinating thing to watch and yeah. a really painful emotional journey for the doctor. Right. But also like hearing that she knows that the, that there, the universe might tear apart because of this. Yeah. And she's still willy nilly going around with me. Um, and like taking the long way, or everyone the chat is telling us she'll get there a long way around. Yeah, we know, but we know it just it it. it what was an away. emotional moment because of like the what happened to face the raven, mm-hmm. and um, and last episode and last and last episode because the last episode was a consequence of face the raven. Right. What happened in those two things was a was a good look at grief and that mistake you, you pay for your mistakes clara was mm-hmm. reckless and made a decision to say to to risk her life by taking this death clock from from rigsy yeah and but she was wrong and when you're when you when you play with high stakes risks like life and death and you're wrong sometimes you don't get the things that you want out of life and so to yeah. give her those things in retrospect steps on it makes that decision less powerful and i know that she still made that decision and that that's a strong thing about her character says a lot about her character and in this episode it's a strong thing about clara that she demands to go back that she uh, later on she makes the decision to travel but she wanted to go back she was like she said i don't want this i want she was happy to go to her death right. and if we had left it there I would have still been okay with it yeah because it's just another reminder I might I, I still think it's like it's more intense to just cease to lose somebody in a single moment and not have to mm-hmm. keep going back to it um, but it would have been an interesting thing to look at yeah. I just it, it just makes that whole scene less powerful right. and makes the doctor's grief in heaven sent mm-hmm. a little bit less it's you know it's a similar feeling to what the rumors at least say about why Eccleston didn't want to be in the 50th anniversary special Um, the rumors for anyone who hasn't read them is that Eccleston didn't want to do the 50th because he thought that going back and saving Gallifrey before his time Mm -hmm. and making him forget about it made his emotional journey in season in series one less powerful because the the fallout and the depression and the ptsd and everything that that his doctor went through and it was very dark and very real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is not as interesting when you're when you watch it and think well why is he he shouldn't be so sad gallifrey is fine and the show needed to do that for a lot of reasons beyond just abilities to go back and rewatch series one yeah but it's the same argument of if you take something that was emotional and you put and you you rewrite it to make it like less less sad mm-hmm. you you remove the, the 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 weight of it the weight of it thank yeah. you i think also um in addition to the way that she's now cheated death um and sure she'll get there but for now she's cheated it um the idea of taking away the doctor's memory 
cheats us of the grief and the mourning. Right. Right? Like, all of last episode is irrelevant because now he has no memory of it. Well, that's not entirely true. Just because he can't remember the grief doesn't mean that it didn't happen. But it does... But it it means that he's not going to have that information going forward. That grief will not affect him from this moment forward. So unless it's going to be like when Amy couldn't remember Rory and would start crying and didn't know why, and we're going to investigate that, unless we see that, what I feel like has happened now, as you were saying, I didn't know the thing about Moffat thinking that he he might be leaving, but... That it's it's kind of like, we're going to give you a clean slate, so next season you can start wherever you want and do whatever you want. Because now he has no memory of Clara. He's not going to be mourning her. Um, mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Time Lords have their own, they can set up their own rule system. It, it's, a, it's a clean slate. Yeah. And, and as interesting as that would be, I feel like it wasn't done in a way that I find, oh, interesting, we have a clean slate now. Right. I find it as a... No, nah, let's just clean house and move on. Well, yeah. while we're here, um, just because we're we're start we're getting on in time in the show, um, uh, I want to talk about Clara's whole the whole the forgetting of her and her in the diner and this whole the meat of this Clara storyline. And then right. afterwards, we'll get into the hybrid and all okay. the stuff around that. I had I was so sad about the Clara <laughs> in the diner. Oh um, yeah. I because thought, of what I thought it was. I thought the stuff in the diner... I've already said my piece about, like, her journey. But if, like, if you accept all of that, mm-hmm. I personally, I really enjoyed the stuff in the diner. I thought that the performances were great. Yes. I was a little... I will say my one thing. I was a little confused um, because the doctor was telling this whole story, mm-hmm. but has zero memory of Clara... Um, and I don't, I don't understand where the line is on what he remembers and what he doesn't. Because he says he remembers the mummy on the Orient Express. Mm-hmm. He remembers the uh, the ice, uh, uh, the oh, the submarine. Yeah, yeah, the ice ice man on the submarine. Yeah, ice warriors. Ice warrior. Ice warrior. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I was like, it's not Iceman. No. Uh, yeah, Bobby was on. Yeah, Bobby Drake was came <laughs> um, to Doctor. No, yeah. um, the Ice Warrior. He remembers those things. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't remember Clara. So is it that he just forgot her face and every all the details about her? But he, and he has just this sort of blank person in that space. And if so, how does he remember all of these details that he tells to Clara? It sounded like he remembered all of, everything that happened. He just couldn't remember who he was with. Yeah, it's like. I guess to me I would equate it to when you have a dream and you you have a feeling that it's someone that you know that's in you in the dream with you yeah. but you can't necessarily say who it was like I felt like that person was my grandmother I felt right. like that person was you but you never actually really see them you don't you can't remember what they look like you can't remember what they did you just have the feeling that they were there and I think that that's what he has he has a feeling and a name but no mm-hmm. distinct memories. It, to me, reminds me of... Or I imagine that what he sees is uh, an army of ghosts before the Cybermen come through where it's just this, like, figure. Yeah. That's what he sees when he's uh, remembering. Uh, that said, when I first saw him walk into the diner, my first thought was... Because Clara is, throughout his timeline, saving him and will always be there. Yeah. I thought he had found another version of her. One of the Echo Claras. One of the Echo Claras and just went to, like, say goodbye or see her or whatever. And that he had no... Like, this wasn't his Clara. This wasn't the one that saved this doctor. 
It was just a Clara that happened to live. I yeah. thought the same thing. And I loved that. And I, it and I loved back. that it, like, I was like, is that the diner? And I wasn't sure at the first. At, yeah. at first, I was just like, it's another diner in Nevada. Um, it was only when they turned around, which they did on at purpose. the end. Yeah, which they did around. And I, I loved that moment. Yeah, everyone who's listened to this show at all knows I'm a huge fan of Amy and Rory. Oh, is mm-hmm. Amy your favorite? <laughs> um, I didn't know that. But I liked, I liked connecting those two dots yes. and the idea that when. Amy, Rory, River, and the Doctor were in that diner. They were actually inside a TARDIS. Mm. Is amazing. It's like it's, that's 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 the kind of connectivity that yeah. I love from Moffat that he's done very well. And Davies did it a lot too. But Moffat has like made he makes like a big habit of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I love is that like little things where you can like go back and that doesn't alter the way you watch that mm-hmm. it just adds another layer to right. it yeah um it's just like now you're gonna go back and you're like looking in the background like who's going through that door yeah. and then, <laughs> um it's it that part's cool that's I where that. the doctor comes out of yeah when the back he, yeah when uh Amy and rory and river are there after he's dead yeah are you sure it's that door i'll have to go back and rewatch I think there's now. only one like it's the bathroom door it says restrooms yeah. He comes through that door. We'll have to go back and rewatch. Okay. Um I'm not saying I don't believe you, but Fine, don't believe it'd me. be very yeah. interesting to go back and rewatch and check. Yeah. Let's just watch for fun, guys. It's just um, um just to be clear, I'm a big crier and I definitely did cry at a point in this episode. Do you want to tell us when? Um it was when Clara was crying when he was saying goodbye. And she was crying. That's when I cried. Uh, when he's losing his memory. Yeah. It was an it was a big emotional moment. Um, I mean, they go to see see me at the end of the universe. Ugh, mm-hmm. Me. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> I heard it. Um, and when I mean when they get there, um, another little uh, Easter egg: the uh, four knocks. It's yeah. always four knocks. Oh, yeah. It's a reference mm-hmm. to the end of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's prophecy that the death will find the doctor. Um, and it will be with four knocks, which is a, uh, which is what everybody thinks it is, but it turns out to be Wilf. Yes. Knocking mm-hmm. on the door. But it's also yeah. the Time Lord's heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's not freaking you out, y'all? Nope. <laughs> no, but for the All listeners, right. it's probably boring. Yeah. It's probably boring. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just enjoy it. Um, so the four not the four knocks, <laughs> and, but this time it's it's a shielder um, waiting on the other side. It's me. It's way easier if I just say a shielder. I disagree. <laughs> it's so much less confusing. The knocks right. were me, says Casey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me is the one who knocks. Yeah. Yes. Nice. <laughs> um, a lot of people were saying when I said that Clara and me were traveling. People were like, "You're you're traveling with Clara." <laughs> See, this is why it's easier to just call her a shielder. Go yeah. on. So me was outside the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I found I found it to be a really interesting, I guess, set. I found it to be a really interesting scape of her just sitting on this, this throne recri- recliner with a, a, a chess set, just kind of waiting for everything to end. Yeah. Um, just to think that she's been essentially waiting all all her life until she can die. She's waiting until the the universe allows her to die, which I find to be an interesting concept. Um, yeah. A part of me wanted it to actually be 
when he said, uh, it's me, I wanted it to be him on the other side. Because he, uh, the Doctor, has visited the end of the universe multiple times. And so, uh, but I knew they wouldn't have, like, you know, uh, what's his name? They wouldn't have Tenant there. They wouldn't have any of that. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the old version of the Master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really would have liked Missy to be there. I would. I did miss Missy. Yeah. Sorry, it was hard to... Yeah. Um, I did miss her in this episode. Um, by the end of it, I realized that she wasn't entirely necessary, but I kept thinking that we were going to find her. Like, every, around every corner, I yeah. kept expecting her to pop out. Absolutely. Um, I definitely expect her to be yeah. sitting there with me watching <laughs> the, the time run out. Also, right. I yeah. started thinking about after time runs out and we're done, mm-hmm. what happens to me? <laughs> what happens to a shelter? See? Yeah. See? I, I um, but, I mean, that's, I mean, that they're in, it's the big existential question. So is, I think what is there outside the universe? Is it, the it does void. The, yeah, a shelter goes into the void, which takes us back to speaking of army of uh, army of the what was it? The end of time? No, the army of the dead. Army of the dead? Uh, no, angels. Either yeah. way, you're talking about the Cybermen. The Cybermen. The yes, when yes, we yes. had Cybermen versus Daleks through the, in the void. Oh, in the other yeah. universe. I mean, that's I mean, another that's... universe, though. I mean, a lot. Because the void is between universes. Yeah. it's the empty space before t- between time. So okay, maybe she'll fall yeah. into between. another universe. And live forever there. Well, luckily oh, yeah. she didn't have to because she found a time machine. Um, <laughs> stole. The word you're looking for is stole. Well, she didn't steal it. The doctor stole it. I did love, again, the doctor stealing a time machine. Oh, oh my oh, God. The, the TARDIS. Oh, so good. <laughs> Absolutely. That was, as soon as they went inside and I saw the all white, I paused it and was just looking at it and all its glory. Yeah. Like, that is a perfect. Army of ghosts. Thank you, guys. Yes. Oof. That is a perfect decision in like terms of like fan service and just like it did it wasn't overly it wasn't overhanded. Mm-hmm. Um it's like it didn't beat you over the head with it that this was like this exact same set as the first doctor, but for fans that knew it, it was so brilliant. Every everything, all the details, the doors yeah. made the the exact same whirring sound mm-hmm. when they open. Um, the console did like half oh, of yeah. the wheezing the whole time while mm-hmm. they're moving. Well, I mean, Moffat's favorite doctor is the first. Is Hartnell. Um, and yeah. and then, at least his favorite TARDIS interior is the first. He has said that many a times. Yeah. Um, so, and there's, um, and there was that great, uh, uh, line like, I was a different person back then. Rude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh what, what was the other things that he said about his, his first self? Um, I have it here somewhere. Uh, uh, a bit, I was eccentric, a bit mad, rude to people. <laughs> um, and the first doctor was even was. ruder than than Capaldi. Yeah. yeah, just like didn't didn't give a damn. Oh no, not didn't at all. give a damn. No. Um. All right. So the big thing that they go over because we gotta get it, we gotta get into it because there's such a big discussion topic um, that we have to cram in here. Um, the hybrid. Uh. Yes. So okay. <laughs> So the hybrid is something we've been teased with all season. Yes. Um, it's this new. It's a new concept that's introduced. The prophecy of the hybrid. Right. They go over it several times where the doctor is grilling the the general um, in his old crusty white man form yes. before he becomes a young black woman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which is her natural state. Yeah. Yeah. I, that that was that was a cool twist on that character. I that love like that. 
I, I don't know what pr- pronoun to use. Um, well, depends. She. she. When she's she, she's she. But, like, yeah, but when, when you're talking he. about all of her past, it becomes more complicated. Well, so I love that the, the guy says, uh, sir, and then goes, oh, sorry, ma'am. Ma'am, yeah. And then she's like, oh, thank like, back to normal. Yeah, yeah like, she'd been, so she'd been a, a woman for her first eight regenerations, had one go... Two, or nine generations. Nine, nine regenerations. Yeah. Had one go as a man, and now she's in her eleventh generate yeah. regeneration yeah. as back to being a woman. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, that was cute. It was a nice little like touch yeah. at the yeah. um, the the way that time lords function, and yeah. just like this a reminder of this idea, like all these characters can be real. <laughs> every actor cast the Galfrey. We can replace you in a heartbeat. Yes, <laughs> it is not even hard. That's um, terrifying for an actor. Yeah, yeah. right. Because um, I actually really liked that actor. I was I was actually yeah. disappointed to see him go um, because I really liked him in the fiftieth, and I thought in this and in this episode mm-hmm. he did a great just acting wise. He he did a great job. Anyway, back to the hybrid. Yeah, yeah. back to the hybrid. <laughs> so uh, the, the the general says the hybrid is a creature thought to be crossbred from two warrior races. Just mm-hmm. as the doctor like sure. berates him with unnecessary specificity of what he knows. Um, All Matrix prophecies confer that this creature will stand in the ruins of Gallifrey. It will unravel the web of time and destroy a billion billion hearts to heal its own. Mm -hmm. That is the quote. Um, And then we were presented in this conversation with me with three theories as to who the hybrid is. One, it's a shielder. Right. Um, A shielder is Meyer and Human. human. Um, that she could be the hybrid. I mean, she um, is a hybrid. She is a hybrid. Yes. If the, whether or yes. not she's the hybrid of the right. prophecy. Um, number two, it's the doctor. Um, mm-hmm. He is not biologically a hybrid, but he has spent so much time on Earth, could you consider him to be part human? He does have a human's face. Right. Right. At this point, he took a, a ancient Pompeii yeah. uh, citizen's face. Yeah. I mean, um, if you're going by the movie, I mean, he's totally part human. Uh, movie being the one, uh, with <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one talks about that. <laughs> um, um, no, they 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 decided that he was just mistaken. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and then the so, third theory? and then the third theory is that it is the Doctor and Clara together as one being, pushing themselves, making themselves more and more dangerous. And they together as one entity are the hybrid. Right. To me, that is the strongest uh, idea. Right. Um, and the most, just the most interesting interpretation of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I agree. It's because it, and they kind of play it out in that, like, they are very much a toxic relationship for one another. Yeah. They can't lead normal lives because they, they, infect every piece of their lifetime like the doctor is codependent on on Clara and Clara by default since she has no one else is codependent on uh, the doctor and so they're they're inseparable and so they'll go to such great lengths to keep their relationship together even if even if it's hurting them yeah yeah um I feel like this is such a Moffat move (laughs) um because it is. Yes. And so. um, it, it to me comes down to if you were to ask Moffat to his face, who is the hybrid, A, B, or C, his answer would be the hybrid is an idea. 
The hybrid could be A, B, or C. The hybrid is I, a I, concept. The thing is, I yes. I will defend that. I think we've seen him in some interviews, give like specifically one with Miss Yelty Teagle over here, <laughs> where the answer <laughs> um, was similar to that. But I, while I don't, while I think his phrasing was a little bit like, go oh, on, almost like patronizing in a way. <laughs> um, sure. I do respect that as a writer not wanting to give the answer because leaving something ambiguous and up for discussion and right. your personal decisions is a great way to tell a story and that there isn't necessarily an answer because life doesn't always give you the answers. So it that said, yes. in this case, they have made this such a big plot line and if it doesn't come back, I'll be disappointed. Um, this is the kind of thing that I could see following a similar trajectory as The Silence, mm -hmm. where at the end of season five, we thought we knew what was going on with The Silence. Yeah. Like, maybe if you examined it closely, you'd be like, I think there's more here. Sure. But it felt like we'd done The Silence storyline already. Right. But then at, by the end of season six, and then at the end of season seven, The the Silence had this whole big arc that made sense, mm -hmm. connected to each connected. But always felt like it was building and like revealing new things. Okay. I think that the hybrid could become a bigger story. If it's not, it feels short and missing the point. So with well, your with your addition of he may be Moffat may have thought that this was his last uh, hurrah. I feel like that's that's what he did. Was he went here's a MacGuffin, right? That's the word. <laughs> yes, MacGuffin. Uh, MacGuffin, MacGuffin. Uh, here's a nah. There's an answer. Well, I, I, I guess I am going to disagree. <laughs> Someone else said MacGuffin. Go on, <laughs> MacGuffin. Um, I think that in a way the hybrid. I don't think it's going to come back in that. I don't think it matters. Yep. I think that. Uh, I think that the specific grilling was to show that like they are afraid of nothing. They're afraid of this concept that an algorithm had drawn up and ultimately they one of them were going to become the hybrid in fearing the hybrid ah. and I think that was the main crux of it I think that was the idea is that like the, the fear that drove them to try to find out about it and and, and uh, ultimately uh, sacrifice everything to know what was coming had them create the hybrid in the Doctor because they set up the circumstances that made the Doctor become the hybrid that would destroy all of time uh, because they hurt him. It's also interesting like to think about... Yeah, yeah. It's also interesting to think about um, the fact that the Doctor was now, was told about the hybrid and that their supposed, its supposed identity, whether it was true or not. Yeah by the Matrix, which is a collection, like a computer basically run off of dead Time Lord souls yeah. Yeah. as like it's processing chips. Mm -hmm. um, sort of what it is. Yeah. Um, and those things, I guess because of the whole, because of how much they travel in time and all that, gives it this ability to prophesize sure. yeah. um, like a computer uh, via algorithms. Which I, I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, but like, what the reason I think there's more is like what purpose would it have served telling him? I think there's more to that story and the matrix and its function that they didn't go into. They didn't go into why he was told who the mm -hmm. hybrid was or any of it. 
Um, and that didn't strike me as a lie necessarily. Maybe the details were a little like off, but mm-hmm. it didn't strike me as a lie. And there's just more there, which is why I think it's it's not the hybrid story isn't done. A lot okay. of people in the chat are saying that uh, they like what Tari said. Excellent point. Well Hooray. said. Um, that was deep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thanks, so guys. a lot of them are liking it. I, I like what you're saying. That's interesting. Um, I feel, I, I said, I was telling you, I think, I mm-hmm. I really wish, Moffat loves to go back to old stuff, right? He loves to go back to Classic Who and pull out little things. I would have liked if the hybrid was a throwaway line from some old story that he picked up and was like, didn't you know that this was a big prophecy all along? I would have loved if that was a connected thing as opposed to just the beginning of the season, you haven't heard about the prophecy of the hybrid? <laughs> Where have you been? Um, and then all season follow this MacGuffin right. and get us to a meh, who knows situation. I would have liked if it connected back. That's fair. I just think that would have been fun. That's, That's all. fair. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people are pointing out that River is a hybrid. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would have really liked if, because we knew that she was coming back for Christmas, I think it would have been real fun if, like, me was sitting there with the river. Like, who's the hybrid now? I, I, well, I didn't need to see uh, River here. I just um, wanted to We could have named checked her. Um, yeah. But I think the idea, well, the idea is that the doctor knows who the hybrid is. Yeah, but I would have liked theory. to just see all of our options, especially if we're not getting a definite answer. Let's just see them all hanging out Lisa. watching time. Yeah, we, <laughs> right? we get Dalek Khan. We yeah. get like all the other Yeah, ones. me is at the end of the universe with River, <laughs> Dalek. Was it Dalek Khan or Dalek Sec? Uh, one of those. Uh, Either way. Jack. Uh, yeah, Jack's yeah. there. Well, no, not Missy. Jack, the face of Bo. Fair um, enough. <laughs> Dr. Donna, but she doesn't know why she's yeah. there. She's like, I am she's, very no, confused. she's asleep. Um, and they did they did make reference to Donna in this episode because basically the doctor was like, I'm just going to do what I did to Donna, to Clara. Yeah. And I was, I, I was getting ready to be pissed off, I'll be honest with you, when I thought that he was good, when they thought the show was going to just yeah. have another person on Earth who doesn't remember the doctor and is running right. around. Um, yeah, I, I'm... So uh, we're running low on time. Very, we're running very low on time. Yes. Um, unlike Clara, who has yeah. all the time, who has in the all world. the time in the world, um, and uh, me again looked amazing. Uh, oh yeah. A few, a few other Easter eggs. And then I just want to get into your yeah, guys' please. final thoughts. Um, uh, the radio uh, at the beginning, before the doctor comes in, is playing the same song from Mummy on the Orient Express. Mm. Don't stop me now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, there were some musical cues that were old. Um, I didn't hear it. Apparently, uh, they had Ten's cue hmm. in there. The Doctor is playing Clara's uh, theme song. Right. Yeah. Um, I did notice Which that. is a, a little, like, a weird little semi-breaking the fourth wall thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, But I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Um, him riffing the... Okay. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was cool. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the new sonic screwdriver oh. that pops out of the TARDIS at the yeah. end there. Um, we, we won't bother to pull up a picture. We just don't have time, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
what did you guys what do you guys think of the new design? I really like it. I've been I think I've been saying for two seasons now like it's time for a new Sonic. It's been very it was very yeah. strange. I especially just from BBC's perspective. I was like why aren't they giving him a new one? Yeah. It seemed like early on when we got Capaldi he was or not even I think it was uh, Matt's last season mm-hmm. that it felt like he needed a new screwdriver. He kept breaking it or something. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, we're getting a new one." And we didn't. Um, and then we got glasses. But I really like this new one. I love that it looks very, um, like, modern and high-tech. It's, like, yeah. futuristic steampunky. Like, there's little pieces of, like, bronze yeah. and gold mm-hmm. on it. And people have said that, you know, they're trying to make him more steampunky. And that they're yeah. making Doctor more steampunky. Which, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the fans have already done it. We might as well let the show catch up. It's true. Yeah, yeah Nugget 75. Sorry. But I will buy that toy, even though <laughs> I know I'm a sucker. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I like that it looks more like a screwdriver than any of the screwdrivers. <laughs> yes, it does. Was um, it a Phillips head at the end? No. It was <laughs> something enough. like when I look when you look at it in the actual episode, it looks fine. Yeah. When you look at the blueprints of it though, yeah, it and like BBC a... put them out, it looks very phallic. Yes, it does. Um it looks very phallic. It's always looked phallic. No. Is... no, you should no, see no, it. No, no, no. Like it looks like a toy of some sort. It, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad it doesn't look like that in use. (laughs) New Sonic Screwdriver Red Rocket. Uh, Yeah, you guys can look up, you guys can look up the photos uh, for yourself. Um, Blueprints? Go on. Yes. Do your show. Um, All right, so, uh, Tari, while while Yell does that, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Anything that we didn't get to touch on? Um, I mean, I felt like I, I, expressed a lot of my my gripes and my good points um i thought it was a really uh it had a lot of potential uh i think that there were great moments uh a lot of great set pieces uh especially all the stuff that uh was at the end of the universe great set piece uh the old tardis great set piece um the him coming into the into the tardis uh like his his own tardis uh, was a really great moment to me. Just having the the sun shine through because it made it really feel like a place he hasn't been in a long time, mm-hmm. um, which I thought captured that feeling very well. Um, so that's those are my final thoughts. I, I'm I'm interested to see where they go the next season. Um, not to jump into predictions or blah blah spoiler wall stuff, but I know that in the next episode. We get, uh, or in the Christmas special, we get aliens and alien planet stuff, which I've been waiting for for two seasons. So, yeah. yeah. Hooray. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Christmas special looks good. Um, this episode for me, I thought it looked, it, 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 now that we've talked about it, I still, I'm still, I'm not as confused, but my ultimate decision, I liked a lot of it. Um, I do think that it was not the best written episode, but the ideas that are in there, I think, are really strong and very interesting and have a lot of deep stuff going on. Um, It could have been better, um, but ultimately, what I like about it is mainly where it leaves us. Right. I think, like, Christmas special aside, looking looking forward Mm -hmm. to next season, I'm very excited to see what Doctor Who is going to become. Um, with Clara sort of out there, I don't think we're going to see her for a long time. Um, I, the next multi-doctor anniversary special is really the next time I expect to see that character. Maybe next Christmas, at the 
very earliest yeah would be next christmas i love the flying diner in space it's so ridiculous yeah it's but it's so ridiculous and silly but i love it um what if what if they just turn to like actually that show class not about a school not called class it's clara and a shield are traveling i thought about that doctor's daughter i fake out i thought about that that's not gonna happen no it's not especially because me is busy on game of thrones um yeah it's only six episodes what I'll say is this. I am excited to rewatch the entire season from start to finish. Yeah. I think that's going to be really fun, and I will probably have different feelings on everything, knowing what I know now. Um, and I'm excited to see Christmas. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the announcement of the new companion, which we'll get yes. before next um, season. And, and uh, Moffat has said that they have not cast the new companion yet. They right. don't even know who it is or what it's, who it's like, what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they have ideas in the room. Right. Um, but no one has been cast yet. So that means Moffat, there is still time for Storm for Stormageddon. Hashtag. We want Stormageddon. <laughs> Guys, it's going to be a long break. Before Christmas, after Christmas, all that time, keep using the hashtag, we want Stormageddon. I want them to know <laughs> that we want Stormageddon that was me for the new companion. Let's get it done. <laughs> I've done my piece. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's move into predictions. <laughs> this, now, this what we're yeah, that, that. You guys haven't seen very many toys. Uh, um... Okay, predictions. Yeah, predictions. <laughs> All right. Well, looking ahead, it's Christmas time, you guys. Uh, River's back. Um, what, do you, what do you guys think is going to happen to River? I honestly, I'm not sure. I predict that this Christmas special will have very little to do with actual Christmas. <laughs> Actually, that's been confirmed by Moffat. Great. Uh, it's gonna Prediction be my, verified. Might yeah. be my favorite Christmas special. <laughs> Dari, what are you thinking? Um... I, <laughs> I'm thinking that we'll uh, we'll get a pre, uh, I guess mid uh, prison ri- river, uh, which will be nice. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, young river, not not uh, hol- hologram river. Yeah, um, and I think that like I'm hoping that kind of like Yell said, where we're gonna get kind of phantom uh, grieving. Where all of a sudden the doctor will feel something really sad. Oh, he'll play so. a song and then he'll be like, I'm sad and not really know why. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's a thing. Yeah. That was awesome, by the way, Stephen. Yes. Or yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun. Um, I think uh, River is going to really set the doctor on a path mm. in this episode. I think that's going to be the big, because the Christmas specials, I think this one will be a little bit more standalone than we've seen in the past. Sure. But I think. River is really going to set the doctor on a new path. He's going to set him down a road that's going to drive however his relationship with Gallifrey is going to be. Um, I think he's probably going to turn to her in a, he's probably going to go like seek, he's going to seek out River basically out of lack of knowing what to do next. Yeah. Because that's the big question is like, I don't know what the doctor would do next, is going to do next. With no memory of Clara, like, I don't know what, what... It's not really grief. He's just confused. He just got his TARDIS back. And now, 
Where does he go? Who does he who does he go see? Oh, well, you know, it's always fine if I just bump into my wife. <laughs> so um so the episode is called The Husbands of River Song. Oh, uh, for those who don't know that, <laughs> I uh, didn't know that actually. Really? I don't know how I forget how I missed that. But do I do not hadn't... follow BBC America on Tumblr. Um, so a lot of the people in the chat roll are saying they want Craig Ferguson to be the companion. Which, um, for those who don't know, Craig Ferguson <gasps> played in a band with Peter Capaldi and were Doctor Who fan club members together. Nice. Um, oh my god. Yeah, uh, and apparently people are all confirming, and I I have no. The, nothing to support this, but they're all claiming this, so I believe them. Because um, apparently they're usually right. Uh, this is River right after the Angels take Manhattan. That's right. Oh, that's okay. right. I had great. That, so that, that you accurate. can confirm, but not that it's called. You didn't know that it was called. I forgot. Okay. Um, anyway, so Craig Ferguson, I think that's. I would freaking love that. Even if he just yeah. comes for an episode. Oh my god, It'd be yeah. so fun. That would be a great. Great episode. Yeah, I think um, the next companion's Michael Caine, <laughs> <laughs> the only man older and more like British. Do <laughs> yeah. you think you should go on that trip? <laughs> what was that? I'm that so was sorry. The worst Michael Caine ever. <laughs> Absolutely the worst. <laughs> Master Bruce. <laughs> there you go. Um, Master Doctor. <laughs> I really uh, like the uh, idea because I. Oh, good. You know what? You know why this is going to be great if it's right after Angels Take Manhattan? Because in Angels Take Manhattan, she tells the doctor how infuriating it is for him to have the face of a 12-year-old. Mm. And now... Oh, uh, now she runs into him and he's... Got the face ancient. of an older gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, I'm excited for Christmas special. Um, I don't know exactly which day we're going to be recapping it because it's Christmas. The studios will be closed. I mean, I'm available, so I'll be uh, talking about it live on Twitter. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll all be talking about it. We won't be in studio. Um, we will be getting to it. <laughs> we'll with be it. celebrating Christmas. Well, yeah. yeah. I, will, I will be celebrating Doctor Who Day. <laughs> Why can't it be both? Um <laughs> But yeah, well, stay tuned to, to yes. follow us on Twitter and stuff, and 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 at AfterBuzz, uh, we'll be sure to announce exactly when we're going to be taping the show as mm-hmm. soon as we have the date locked in, and the best way to find that will be information on our Twitters. Yell Teagle, what's yours? My Twitter as at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. I want to make sure they could spell it. Um, I'm also available if you want to see the interviews we were talking about with Moffat or Capaldi. Uh, also. Uh, Michelle Gomez and Jenna Coleman at Yell TV. That's Y A E L dot TV. Tari Miller. Tari J Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. It's T A U R I J A Y. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Thank you for joining us all season. Yeah. Um, we still have that one episode that's not technically in the season, but it is. Very confusing. But, I, yeah, I wanted to say thank you guys, because this has been a blast to lead this show. Um, I know that it was... Uh, some people were sad to see uh, Mr. Lieberman uh, not be able to come so much. We tried to get him in tonight. He couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, he's a very busy guy. But it's been an honor to lead this show. So thank you guys so much. You're doing a great um, job. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.